Hey everyone, you're listening to The Reckless Pursuit. My name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And today we're talking about putting God on cruise control. I don't know if that sounds terrible, as terrible as, I don't know, for some reason in my head that just sounds so bad. But we, but, don't, we don't mean it to be bad. Right. So we're just going to dive right into this one. Uh, so <clears throat> I think it's kind of cool how the human brain can learn something so much that it just kind of stores it as like second nature. It's like we can go on autopilot on things, right? You think of like driving home. You can literally just be cruising down the road, listening to music or talking with someone. And then all of a sudden you're home or you could be, it could be late and you're tired. That's scary and probably dangerous, but we've all done it. And you get home and you're just like, how did I get here? Like, I don't remember making any of these turns. I don't remember the drive at all. Uh, or even more so, like I used to love, gosh, people would get so mad at me for saying this. I used to love looking out my rear view mirror when I was driving and I would notice that I was like, I can like simultaneously do both and focus on both at the same time. But I loved watching things from a new perspective, especially when I was going somewhere familiar because it kind of breathed life into that trip. Uh, and then I think of like, you know, we know what speed limits there are we know how the roads work we know what they're like during the day during the night we kind of just learn these trails these these trails we go down now there are situations that arise like maybe something in the road or a wreck or a detour or we're having to go a different direction whatever it is or we're going somewhere new where we have to pay more attention when we drive right but for the most part we're able to just kind of put it on cruise control in a lot of ways, even on like long stretches of highway that we're unfamiliar with. We can kind of put it on cruise control. And uh, we also kind of can do that with our faith. And that's not a bad thing. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, you could also equate that to like riding a bicycle too. Like if, if you learned how to ride a bicycle at a young age, it's, it's kind of like on autopilot. Like you automatically like know how to ride a bike. Sure. Or you want to take that to a music thing. Like, whenever I sit down behind a piano or whatever, like a lot of times things just kind of flow and I'm not necessarily thinking through what I'm going to play play next. It just kind of happens because I kind of know in my head, I can kind of feel it out. You I know? feel like it's also, like dancing. Well, I, it's like dancing, it's like music, riding a bike, all of these things. It all kind of like correlates to things that we, I don't know if, if, and if you're like passionate about driving per se, but like it kind of, correlates with the things that we love the most or the things that are used in our daily lives yeah and i think there's two different ways of looking at that which one is things that are yeah things that are used in your daily life but are just kind of tools that get us through life and then the other one is like what you said passion and that's one that actually kind of flows out of us a little bit more and both of those situations fit really well to faith and i i guess it's like it's not bad to put god on autopilot we're reading through um, everything is spiritual by Robin. You just finished it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still reading through it by Rob Bell to finish his name. I don't think I finished it just now. And uh, we know him on a first name. Basis. Yes. Yeah. You know, oh, Rob, you know, he's a good guy. Uh, anyway, so there was a specific line that he said that I really liked. And it was like, are you, and I don't, I'm not quoting this word for word, but it was basically the idea of are you constantly like having to think through your faith? Or there kind of comes this point where you're just like, hey, this is second nature to me. Like, I don't have to constantly. And he was talking in church setting of like how we focus on sin and bad and don't do this and don't screw up. And he's like, well, there's a place and a time for understanding who God is on that kind of level and understanding what it means to try to morally be a good person, to do all these things. 
But there also comes a point in time where that's just not something you have to focus on anymore because it's kind of second nature. You kind of just autopilot that part. And that's okay. Do you have something you want to say? Well, I was just going to say, I feel like there's more room for God to work in that. I feel like sometimes God wants us to put him on autopilot so he can kind of control the situation. Well, and and that's kind of the thing is like, and sometimes I say autopilot, I, I mean that as two different ways. One, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, I mean, there's that whole idea. And then there's the other one. It's kind of like our brain's autopilot, right? Like it's second nature. It's just, it's like riding a bike. It's like walking. It's like breathing. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if you learn breathing, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just these things that become so real to us and so prevalent that we don't have to overthink them anymore. And that gives us freedom to incorporate new aspects into these practices, you know? That if we had to focus straight down the road all the time and be extremely particular of our driving, we miss all of the scenery we're passing. As we get better, we're able to kind of take in more of our peripheral. We're able to kind of loosen up. When it comes to riding a bike, you start off, you're just focused on not crashing and burning. Sooner or later, you get to where you're touring around the town, looking at sites and going places, and it becomes a tool of the trade. Our faith is the same way. And I think it's a common thing that we have been taught or think or whatever it is that like, oh, faith is one of those things where you have to constantly be working at it. You have to constantly be aware of it. Like, oh, all things are God's glory. Like, give it all to Christ. Like, oh, wow, that was a great thing you did. Oh, it's for God. It's for God. It's for And sure, whatever. But also at the same time, God wants us to just kind of get in an ebb and a flow with him. God wants us to just be able to relax and go with it. And of course, it's all for his glory. But that doesn't mean we have to openly constantly think this is for God's glory. This is for God's glory. Like, or we're As sinning. if you're going to forget. Right. It, it's second nature at this point. It's for God's glory because God gave us the ability and ultimately like it's all for everything is for his and it, glory. I was going to say, it kind of also goes to the adage of like actions speak louder than words. Cause if you are just doing something and you're doing it with all the passion and all the love and all the kindness and, within your heart, like, that is proving that it's giving glory back to God because you're using those gifts and passions that he instilled in you even before birth. But if you're constantly having to remind yourself, oh, this is for God, oh, this is for God, I don't really know if you actually knew that it was for God. Or, or like, I, I saw this quote the other day on Instagram, and it was talking about um, if you're constantly having to prove your worth to other people, then you haven't proven your worth to yourself. Yeah. And to me, the way I view that is... That if you are constantly having to remind yourself this is for God or remind others that whatever you're doing is for God, I almost feel as if you forgot that it was already for God. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, like, God doesn't care that much, in my opinion. Like, he wants you to get to that state because he wants you to broaden out your perspective and, like, be able to see more of him. Like, I, I think the ultimate intent is always to make it second nature. It's kind of just... You know, it's kind of like your operating system on your computer. You don't open your computer and think to yourself, what a beautiful operating system a lot of times. Like, it's just the interface that gets the tools to help you do the thing. And you to create the digital art or the video or the, the podcast like we're doing right now. Like, I don't look at logic that's recording this right now and say, what a beautiful interface. It's gray and it has a bunch of blocks and beepy green bars and red things and ugly. I mean, it's not pretty. I mean, I guess as far as like, audio recording programs I've seen a lot uglier, but it's not something I look at and just think, wow, that's pretty. Like work gray on a computer screen for Photoshop and Illustrator and 
logic and final cut and all these programs it's just not a pretty thing it's in, it's intentionally minimal and like uninvasive and it's just a bunch of tools and buttons but what you can do with it is beautiful and amazing i don't have to open it and just like wow this is so cool but i can sit back it's just like with my faith i can sit there and understand that this is the tool that i am operating in to create the beauty that god had designed for me to create in that moment or that I set out to create in that moment. And because I'm working in tandem with the filter of Christ, it's going to be for his glory because it can't not be for his glory, if that makes sense. Like it has to be because that is the the tool you're using. It's like saying I made this thing, uh, you know, and it's a Photoshop document, but it's not a Photoshop document. Oh, boy, it's, it's impossible. It has to be that. Like, it has to go through that. That's the tool you used. You can't get around the fact that that's the tool you used. You can't say it's hand-drawn if it's not hand-drawn. You get what I'm saying? I don't, it's a weird analogy, but it's just I'm looking at the computer, and that's what I see right now. Uh, it It is that. That is the tool you are using, and so that is what you create. It is for God's glory. Because you're operating through the principles of God's glory that's just running in the background of your life. I was going to say, there are, like you said, there are moments where we have to humble ourselves and maybe we're allowing pride or whatever to get in between us and those gifts and and passions and, and whatever tools we're using. Because sometimes we do forget. And sometimes we do get ahead of ourselves. Sometimes we do get in our way. And a lot of times we get in God's way. And there are certain times where you're like, okay. I have to remember this is for the glory of God and I need to take a step back. But that's where the autopilot kind of comes in of like, okay, God, like you take care of this kind of thing. And so I feel like there are definitely moments in time where even just verbalizing that gets you to like reset, but you don't have to do that every single time. For sure. And I think that's the thing is like realizing that there are times where yes, you need to step back. You need to analyze. You need to, just like going back to the driving analogy, sometimes there's a hazard in the road. Your brain kind of snaps to and it's like, oh, I'm driving. I need to go into this other lane and put on my flashers or whatever. Like you you kind of click into gear, re-engage with the tool being the car that you're using. Uh, you know, you kick off uh, what cruise control, you tap the brakes, you slow down, you put on the flashers so no one rams you, you get over you go around the obstacle or whatever it, it is or take the detour or, you know, swerve to miss the, the other car or whatever it is. And that's good because that's the whole point. When it becomes second nature, you become so accustomed to the tool you're using that you ebb and flow together in unison. And we are the pilots of our lives. That's just the honest truth. Like God is not my pilot. He's my co-pilot. Sure. Like, We do life together, but I don't have to do anything he says. I can gladly go and make my own choices and what have you. And to an extent, he actually wants me to do that and wants me to do that is like is, you know, just consulting with, I guess, the the map, the plan. And to kind of sum that thought up is like, it's okay if God is running as your co-pilot or running in, you know, as a as an autopilot task or whatever. It's okay if you're going through your day right now and you're not constantly thinking, mentally engaging with the idea that this is for God or, you know, to God be the glory or whatever it is, because that's what the tool is you're using to get through your day. 
you don't have to necessarily always acknowledge the tool. Now, sometimes there are times you do, but that's not an all the time thing. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of Christ is it's a constant. It's so closely ingrained in who we are that we're able to take the training wheels off and just cruise around town on our on our spiritual bikes, so to speak. You know, we're able to not have to constantly be obsessed in the details, especially as we grow in our relationship with Christ. And we shouldn't feel guilty for that. I think that's where I'm trying, my brain's trying to get back to is like, that shouldn't be a guilty thing because to not constantly verbally or even mentally acknowledge that doesn't disenfranchise the fact that it's still like he is still there. Christ is still there. We are still operating through Christ and that that is the position of our lives and our livelihood. Uh, it's just that we're able to co-labor together in such a way that we're able to free up more mental power to do other things at hand to even greater lengths because of that such tight integration and freedom of thought. I think that makes sense. Anyway, that's our episode for today. Let us know what you think. Drop us a message, mail at The Reckless Pursuit. Or hit us up on any of our social medias. Elaine, you have any announcements right now? Not really. No announcements? <laughs> no, not really. Happy day after Valentine's Day, one of my absolute, if not my absolute least favorite holiday. But we're supposed to be eating snow. Valentine's Day is tomorrow as we're recording this. Yes. It is yesterday as of you listening to yes. this, if you listen to this the day this comes out. So we may be playing in snow. I don't know. But hopefully Fingers we are. Crossed. Fingers crossed we're playing in snow. That's completely not relevant to this podcast, but I'm just putting those words That's out there. That's our highlight of the week. That is our highlight. That's our announcement. It's supposed to snow. Thank goodness. We haven't had snow in so long. Okay. We love you guys. Be brave. Be bold. Be reckless. We'll talk soon.